From Brooklyn, New York, I'm Adam Teeter, and this is a Vine Pair Podcast Conversation. We're bringing you these conversations between our regular podcast episodes in order to give you a better picture of how the COVID-19 virus is impacting all parts of the alcohol beverage business, as well as to help provide a bit of hope and a path forward for all of us. Today, I'm talking with Ned Duggan, Senior Vice President of Marketing for Bacardi Rum. Ned, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much for having me, Adam. So Ned, before we kick it off, obviously, I want to do a, a quick check on how you do it, how you're doing, how the family's doing, how your team's doing. Uh, we're, we're doing well, I think, uh, as well as can be expected. Uh, my family's great. Thanks for asking. We're sheltering in place here in Miami. And uh, as, as a company, I think we're, we're doing well as, as well. So um, I think these are very interesting times. And I think everyone's learning a lot. But um, we're, thank God, doing, doing well. So talk about the team first. Um, how have you adapted? Have you Were you a team that had worked remotely in the past? Um, is this kind of a new thing for everyone associated with Picardi and, you know, sort of people you work with directly? Um, and what was that like when everyone sort of first started sheltering in place, which is crazy to say two months ago? <laughs> it does. It feels like yesterday. Um, I know. We were not a traditional work from home environment, uh, though just the nature of the business takes takes all, a lot of us uh, on the road quite a bit. So I, I travel quite a bit. So when pretty comfortable with uh, with the distance and with managing uh, managing the team remotely but the the work from home environment especially with with people having families and, and kids uh, out of school it definitely is is an adjustment and uh, you know I think for for our company just like probably every company around the country um, you know making sure that we're empathetic to the to the situation that, that people are dealing with and building in flexibility has been a key part of what we've been focused on over the last uh, six to eight weeks. And uh, I think just like a lot of people, I think a lot were, were surprised at how well we're able to manage even at a distance and, and working from home. That's yeah. I mean, it is pretty amazing to see how quickly everyone sort of adapted and this became the new normal really fast. Absolutely. So speaking of the new normal, uh, you know, we've had a lot more consumption of, you know, cocktails, you know, spirits in general at home than we had in the past. Right. Um, well, how did you pivot as a team to sort of start meeting that need? And what are some things that you have been working on in order to now reach both consumers and the trade who are all at home? Yeah, I think, I mean, after the initial shock of everything uh, sort of, uh, I won't say wore off, but after we got past that and started to look at how people were were shifting their behavior, one of the things we realized early on is that everyone had become their at-home bartender. Uh, you know, people aren't able to go down to the, to, the, to the pub or to the bar down the corner and, and get their favorite drink, and they need to, to learn how to make their own. And so we realized that, uh, that education, where, where it's always an important part of our plan, was going to be even more important. Um, but I, I think not, not the traditional type of brand education that we would, we would look at, but really finding ways to make it more entertaining for people. And so um, kind of that hybrid, that, that, uh, that, that cross between education and entertainment is, is a place that we, we focused immediately. And, and one of the first things we did, one of the first programs we did was, was launch a program called Covered Cocktails. And we, we saw that people were able to take fewer trips to the grocery store. Uh, they were needing to uh, figure out not just what to eat, but what to drink based on what was in their refrigerator or pantry. And so we created a program where we uh, we brought a bartender and a, a different type of influencer onto Instagram Live. Uh, we had a consumer um, send in what what they had in their pantry and that what what they wanted to use to make a cocktail. And 
uh, and the bartender would walk them through how to make a great cocktail with some probably more off the beaten path ingredients that they wouldn't have thought through in the past. So um, in that way, we're really using it as an opportunity to, to educate people on how to drink Bacardi at home, uh, which is something that surprisingly a lot of people uh, haven't don't have that comfort level with you. So uh, that's been really a good a good thing for us to uh, to learn and and to focus on. And it's also something that we see going forward. More and more people are going to be taking that at home approach. I mean, it is is crazy. I think you know, as I was we were saying before we started the interview, we've seen so many people on our own site going, you know, visiting the cocktail you know library more than normal. I've, I've repeated this stat before, but like. Basically, every single week on our site in the cocktail library is the amount of traffic we would normally do the week of New Year's Eve. And it's been every week for the last two months, which is pretty insane to see how people have turned to going to try to have those cocktails that they love at the bar now at the home environment. And it's it's amazing. Um, I want to ask you two other que- two questions sort of related to that. One is first, obviously, Bacardi is you know one brand in a large company. Um, you guys have a lot of really well-known iconic spirits brands how much of the innovation that has been happening and the pivots has been you know all the brands pivoting together into it and how much of it's been driven by individual teams so like what you're talking about now is that sort of you know all of you getting together and saying okay so how do we make this pivot so that we're also taking care of bombay sapphire and we're also taking care of gray goose and things like that and how much of it is like the individual brands knowing their audience and saying okay well what actually works for like our drinker compared to maybe what might not work for the Bombay drinker, et cetera? It's a, it's a great question. And it, it actually speaks to, I think, a way our company has has pivoted during during this situation. So we traditionally, we, we look at things much more on a brand by brand basis. Um, and I think given the current environment and, and a lot of the different challenges we were, were facing, we're it's really now more of a hybrid of both. So the the, the program covered cocktails that I just mentioned was a Bacardi specific program uh, okay. as the Bacardi brand. We we also had a number of different initiatives that we uh, we wanted to launch as a company that were aimed at giving back to the trade and making sure that bartenders and hospitality workers um, were were being supported as many of them had lost uh, in in many cases their full income and so. Uh, one of the things we did as a portfolio, and an example of this is a program we start uh, we started with Punch, uh, the the media property where it's called Tip Your Bartender, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it, it uh, brings a different bartender uh, into a, a video environment to teach people how to make cocktails. Uh, and there we are rotating brands, uh, and so we'll have Grey Goose or Bombay Sapphire or obviously Bacardi Rum. And at the end, uh, viewers are given the opportunity to, to, to tip their bartender, and, and Bacardi and, and Punch will, will match some of, those, uh, some of those tips. So it ends up being a way that we're able to, to supplement and help uh, some of these bartenders who are providing content and, uh, and obviously are in need of the, the, the income. So uh, that's an example of, of where I think we, uh, we took much more of a portfolio approach and included a number of our different brands. And we also, um, you know, that, that was part of a bigger uh, program that we had around uh, giving back the, to the on-trade and to the hospitality industry that was, we called Raise Your Spirits, which was a, a Bacardi portfolio initiative. It was a combination of uh, working with different charities and NGOs around the world uh, that are supporting restaurant and hospitality workers. And also coming up with different programs like that, um, not just in the U.S., uh, but in Canada and all around the world, working with uh, with different media properties and partners to 
to find ways to provide relief to to these uh, these hospi- hospitality workers that really are the lifeblood of our industry. Um, so it, it really is it really is a, a combination of those two things: the brand and the portfolio. Interesting, interesting. So speaking about like, let, let's look f- a little bit forward now because you talked a little bit about what you guys have done in both sides. What have you? What are you thinking about in terms of the summer? So how much have you? you know, thought about what drinking might look like in the summer with, with your brands, with Bacardi specifically, I mean, rum being such a summer focused drink. Um, and also, you know, in terms of how you may reach them or, or how they may be consuming Bacardi that might be different and similar. If you're, you know, starting to go to the beach and maybe there's some of these bars that are now open with to go cocktails, et cetera. Like what has your, uh, planning been in regards to all that? Yeah, you're you're right. I mean, summer is the is the season that is most associated with rum. Um, that iconic view of the the pina colada on the beach, I think, is is one that most people recognize. And uh, you're right, summer is going to be very different this this year. And one of the things that we're seeing, like many like many businesses, is e-commerce uh, has uh, has exploded for us. And traditionally, e-commerce and uh, and and delivery of spirits is not something that the majority of people have. Have done, but now we're seeing uh, huge spikes in that area of our business, which is exciting. Um, at the same time, uh, we're also seeing the delivery going through from bars and restaurants, uh, and that taking a much more active role as regulations uh, are peeled back to help people in that sector. Um, so, I think one of the things we're focused on is uh, we just launched a new line of ready-to-drink co- cocktails in a can. Uh, so we run three different variants. Uh, Bacardi has operated in the ready-to-drink space in in uh, most countries around the world, but we hadn't had uh, a ready-to-drink offering in the U.S. And so we did launch in April. Um, we were planning that launch anyway, but it takes on a much much greater level of importance given the need for simplicity and convenience. Um, the backyard barbecue is is going to be here this summer, but it's going to look a lot different. And totally. I think with people ordering from grocery stores, uh, that, that ability to order a, a simple serve in a can uh, and still get that great tasting rum cocktail is something that people are going to going to need and want. Um, uh, we're continuing to, to, as I had said before, educate people on uh, how to make their summer cocktails at home, getting much more down to simplicity. Okay. Um, you know, people people don't want to uh, to spend 15, 20 minutes making a gourmet cocktail when they want to be spending time with their family on the on the weekends in the backyard. So, uh, you know, trying to to give people an opportunity to experiment, but also stay simple. So. Um, you know, bringing, bringing soda, looking at lower calorie cocktails uh, that we can make with with Bacardi rum. Um, so the idea of the skinny mojito, which is uh, which is, uh, I think, becoming a, a fast favorite of the summer and is a way to eliminate some of the calories of traditional mojito, and, uh, but still enjoy that, that refreshing flavor. So um, looking at looking at different tweaks on cocktails that are going to make things simple and easy for people as they uh, are entertaining in their backyard. And then really focus on the ready to serve and the ready to drink lines that uh, that we just uh, launched this this April. That's yeah. So that's really interesting. How much are you like? What serves do you think people are really interested in making? So you're saying sort of easy and simple. Are there certain ones that you're pushing more than others? Obviously, this skinny mojito. But like, are are there other serves? Like, do you guys are you pushing the classic daiquiri? Do you push sort of the rum and coke? Like, what what sort of in your mind are these classic drinks you think people will turn to and that you guys are also getting behind? 
Well, we, we know that a Bacardi and Coke is, I mean, it's almost rum and Coke is like peanut butter and jelly. So, uh, I mean, we know <laughs> that that's the way a lot of people are, are going to be uh, going to be drinking. So, so um, we do offer different variations, obviously, uh, Cuba Libre, so the squeeze of lime. Um, it sounds simple, but a lot of people, uh, a lot of people, that's, that's new and fresh to a lot of people. We're at, we expect to see a big bump in frozen cocktails this summer. Um, Interesting. So, uh, we, uh, we are, expect a lot of people to be around a blender and looking for, for different ways to, to enjoy themselves around a pool or backyard. So the, uh, the frozen daiquiri in addition to the traditional daiquiri, the pina colada, um, uh, the strawberry daiquiri. So some of those, uh, some of those frozen cocktails that, uh, I know I remember from, from my early twenties that I think went out of favor for a little <laughs> while, we're moving more into the on-premise. Um, you know, people are going to want to be having fun, they're going to be wanting a, a sense of escape. And if they're not able to go to the beach and sit at a beachside bar, they're going to want to bring that beachside bar to their backyard. And uh, there's no better way to do that than with a frozen rum cocktail. It's really interesting. You're going to make my co-hosts on the, the Vine Pair podcast feel very, very, very proud of themselves because on our most recent podcast that maybe you listened to it this morning before you came on, but um, on the most recent episode, we're making predictions for summer drinks and they both are like all in that it's going to be the year of the blender. And I was like, I don't have a blender, <laughs> so I have to get one. But I mean, I, you know, I think there's a lot of signs that say you're completely right about that. Well, I, I didn't, I didn't listen to that. I think you're, you're giving me more credit than I deserve. But no, I mean, the, the frozen drink, uh, the renaissance of the frozen drink, is something we've actually been been seeing for a while, and even in even in uh, in bars that I think would 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 have been looked at more as the um, uh, much more kind of high-end uh, classic cocktail bars. You see a, a frozen pina colada now on the menu, and you see uh, in the middle of Manhattan, you see uh, you see people ordering a, a pina colada even in the wintertime. So I think that that if things have been going that way for a while, I think um, there was a time when cocktails were looking a little bit more pretentious and gourmet. And um, you know, Bacardi and Bacardi's always been a brand that's been about fun and. Uh, it's it's much more laid back in its approach to cocktails, uh, and so you know it's nice for us on Bacardi to be seeing that sense of fun uh, and vitality come back. And frozen drinks are a part of that. So one last question for you, and this is more about the industry as a whole. So as we sort of start somewhat coming out of this, we'll call it like a slow thaw, right? Where some states we're recording this on May 11th. Um, you know, some states are already slowly opening up. I mean, I know our mayor has said now not until June will they even start considering anything, but some people are, you know, already thinking about what this looks like. So as a company or even just as, as a, as the brand Bacardi, what have you, what are you thinking about in terms of what the opening up could look like? Are you already starting to talk to, uh, you know, bar owners about what that opening up looks like and how you collaborate with them? And if you have, what have those conversations been like? It's a great question. I think, the, I mean, the answer is no one, no one really knows. And anyone that tells you they know is, is being disingenuous. Uh, I mean, I, I think we, we don't see things changing uh, with the flip of a switch. Uh, and I think you know, regardless of whether uh, the government or anyone else uh, says that we're reopening the economy, I think there's, there's just a reality that people are, there's a, there's a sense of fear around large crowds and, and it will take a while for people to get that same level of comfort. Um, so one of the things that we're talking to our customers about is, uh, and, and our partners in, in the on-trade is um, you know, some of the, the basics around, um, you know, something as simple as hygiene. Uh, you know, are, are people going to be comfortable sitting at a table and ordering a cocktail 
and they're not able to see the cocktail being made? Or is it something, is that something that people will be okay with in the future? Or is something like table side bar service something that uh, is a trend that we could see taking off where people want to see a, a cocktail mixed in front of them, almost the way if you go to a Mexican restaurant and have that ta- table side guacamole services? Is that something that some of the some of the more expensive white tablecloth restaurants are gonna are gonna adopt um, just as a way of showing that transparency um, as people are making cocktails? So I think operationally there are going to be some things uh, outside of uh, of some of the more common uh, topics that are discussed around the capacity at a bar or at a restaurant. Um, you know, we know that that bars and restaurants are going to be operating at full capacity for a while. Um, that will be a, a, a slow recovery. Uh, but once that recovery is fully back, what are the what is the behavior that, that people are going to expect uh, in the same way that now we expect security, uh, long security lines and uh, at the airport? What are those what are those uh, those behaviors in bars and restaurants? Uh, and that's that's what we're talking to our customers about um, and partners and really wanting to to get out in front of and, and be thought leaders uh, as a way to make sure that as people are coming out, they feel safe, uh, which I think if, if customers and if people don't feel safe, then any amount of marketing or messaging uh, is, is, is not going to resonate because that's going to be their number one concern. It makes a lot of sense. Well, Ned, thank you so much for taking the time to, to chat with me today. This has been really interesting to hear you know, what you guys are doing in terms of uh, pivoting during COVID-19, also how you're looking at the market and what you're thinking about for summer. And now I think I'm, I'm more likely than I was even after the Vine Pair podcast to probably look into buying a blender. Great. Well, and I've done my job. Thanks so much, Adam. <laughs> you're welcome. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair podcast. If you enjoy listening to us every week, please leave us a review or rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It really helps everyone else discover the show. Now for the credits. Vine Pair is produced and hosted by Zach Jabal, Erica Ducey, and me, Adam Teeter. Our engineer is Nick Patry and Keith Beavers. I'd also like to give a special shout out to my Vine Pair co-founder, Josh Mallon, and the rest of the Vine Pair team for their support. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again right here next week.